Welcome to episode four of the All Terrain Couple podcast. I'm Lou. And I'm KJ. We are still the same people. I know that's shocking. Welcome to March 312th <laughs> of 2020. <laughs> We're back in the closet. <laughs> what a week. It was a, it was a long week. Yeah. Yeah. Tough week for us. <laughs> we're both we're both a little worked. Um yeah. if that's not blatantly obvious thirty seconds into this. So KJ, why are you exhausted? <laughs> I'm exhausted because last week, really Sunday, ended uh my first build cycle into uh Iron Man seventy point three Saint George. Um I had a my longest outdoor ride of the year and honestly probably in like 11 months um it was three hours or so headed up north and uh how many flats zero flats no flats no flats but you know what i saw three boxers i'm not talking about like fighters i'm talking about <laughs> dogs <laughs> i grew up with boxers mm-hmm. um i my family has had four okay four boxers and so they're near and dear to my heart and i saw three in one ride it was so exciting and one of them was a puppy and we saw another puppy the night before it was a boxer filled couple of days do you squeal with joy when you're riding on the bike and you mm. see them or is that just for my benefit i usually slow down and yell to the owner that I yell like the their owner. Dog. <laughs> as you whiz by at 17 and a half miles per hour that's awesome yeah yeah it's always a little awkward when they're walking two dogs and only one of them is a boxer because then I just yell like, I love your boxer. The other one can <laughs> really care about your other dog. That's, yeah. It's rather exclusionary of A little you, but... bit. <laughs> they're just so funny. They're little clowns. All right. So a successful ride, no successful flats. Successful rides. Uh, no flats. Um, also got to to see my cool collection of mailboxes. Um, I, saw I saw that. I saw fish. There's quail, which is my favorite bird. What were the three? Because you, you had the two you put on your Instagram story, and then you said as soon as you put your phone away to get back to your workout, you zoomed by like three good yeah. ones. What so did we miss? one was a grapevine, but it was like eight feet tall. So that was a good one. Like a real grapevine? No, like a metal grapevine. Metal grapevine. Yeah, all of these are metal mailboxes. Well, I mean, you said grapevine. I didn't. It's Northern California. It's not like okay. Wouldn't there be that are weird. there are vineyards along this route? <laughs> so this is a, a metal grapevine. Yeah. <laughs> marking a mailbox. Yeah. You wouldn't have a real grapevine marking a mailbox. It would grow around it. You'd never see the mailbox. You can trim. <laughs> never mind. Okay. So there was <laughs> there was a, a a wrought iron grapevine mailbox. Yeah, I think it was powder coated because it was shiny. Actually, doesn't matter. <laughs> there was a there was like a a Greco Roman vase, a Grecian urn. I don't know. Was there a lid? I don't think there was a lid. Damn it. Okay, that's the art history. That's not pretentious at all. <laughs> <That's laughs> the difference between gargoyles and grotesques. <laughs> oh, um. Yeah. What was the other one? How How did that work into the mailbox? Like, did you? deposit the mail into the urn oh or... that would make way more sense but no it was just a vase on top of a mailbox it was a vase shape with the mailbox door in the body of the vase that seems so like then there was a handle on the design. top that was just like with open space you could reach your hands through like it was still happening okay it's very interesting that's why that's why they're so fascinating it's like six houses all on this one road they're just the fish still wins. The fish is the funniest one. The fish was a good one. It's like four feet tall. Foot. But what was the third one? You stopped at two. We're two, two I know, thirds I of the way through. What it was. <sighs> I know. <laughs> I'm a really great storyteller. I don't know if you know this about me. <laughs> I'm relying on an audio media <laughs> to share my life with people. <laughs> Cut and splice and make, make full stories out of. Yeah. Your yammerings. Yeah. No, you're a wonderful storyteller. Oh, thanks. So how do you feel about your first build? Um, I actually feel really good about it. 
So okay. before that ride, I had a, a track workout day on Thursday and it was, um, hands down the best track workout I've ever had. Um, I mean, it was, it was a little difficult at times, but it was actually a little bit too easy for where I'm at in the build, which was an exciting revelation. Um, it's the fastest I've ever done the repeats and nice. Yeah. Felt comfortable. So it was a good day. It was a good week, good three weeks, but I was really ready for this week of recovery. So given how, given how worked you are now, <clears throat> reflecting back on last year and your preparation for the event that never was, how are you feeling mm -hmm. comparable to your first build cycle then? Hmm. <laughs> My first build cycle then was a little bit different because I was coming in, a, in with a lower base level of fitness. Mm -hmm. Um, if I look at like training peaks and look at my like chronic stress score and TSS and everything like scientifically, I'm actually in the same spot, but I've been holding the same chronic training load for a while, as opposed mm -hmm. to last year where I was building, 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 building. Gotcha. So I think I feel a little bit better, mm -hmm. but that's because I'm able to handle the load as opposed to both building fitness and building the training load if that makes sense no it does so it's still hard but um i think it's a little bit better okay what what are your keys for a successful recovery week like by the time this airs on friday mm -hmm. what what boxes do you want to tick as far as nutrition sleep active recovery like what i guess where where do you want to be as far as ready for your next build cycle yeah. nutrition wise um historically during our recovery week i try and make it so i don't feel like i'm starving the entire time mm -hmm. like because in anytime i'm building like i'm just always hungry yeah um sleep really just getting the best sleep i can we took a nice little nap this afternoon <laughs> out instantaneously um i think really the biggest part of a recovery week for me is the mental side okay um which really wasn't aided today <laughs> very well but there's so much mental stress with work um that it it can take a toll on your training and so knowing that you're sitting there at your desk or standing there at your desk all day with some heavy duty intervals staring you down in the afternoon mm -hmm. is exhausting. And so my goal of a recovery week is to be able to be like looking forward to those intervals again. Gotcha. Okay. Right. So you brought up an interesting point of sitting or standing at your desk. You're, you're in <clears throat> not a singular circumstance, obviously, but a unique one given where we are with actually having to go into mm -hmm. your job as opposed to a work from home option. Yeah. Have you found thus far that it's easier to get home from work and go back out the door and go train or easier like last year while you were still training after the initial wave of stay at home orders went through? when you're already home to get out the door and go, which, which has been easier for you? Like motivation wise, like you're home all day, eating whatever you want, whenever you want. Like you have this looming three hour block of time where you have to go get a workout at some point in the day. Yeah. Is it easier to drag your ass out the door when you're home all day and rested as like something you look forward to? Mm -hmm. Or is it easier when you've already been out all day to just be like, ride the wave and go get it i had a much easier time last year um my my training was structured a little bit differently because i didn't well it didn't have a commute mm -hmm. right so i had 90 minutes of my day back which was really nice um i did have moments where i'd be really really tired also and i think 
previously, I've used my commute on public transportation as a way of managing that. Like I would like fight for a seat on the BART train and, you know, shut my eyes for half an hour. Yeah. Um, and now that I'm driving into work, I don't do that. Because I <laughs> as, don't want to crash shouldn't. my yeah. car. As, uh, that's good. I'm glad. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I think motivation-wise, like I'm motivated to train because I'm I'm excited about training. I think it's it can be really hard though to lace up the shoes and start. But once I've started, it's the motivation's there. Okay. So you haven't noticed any drastic difference. No. No, because the motivation for training is still there. Like, I still want to be there and training and working hard. It's mm-hmm. just kind of the luxury is gone, right? When I could do it whenever I wanted to or perfectly yeah. fueled or perfectly rested. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So what does your active recovery week look like? Like, what is the active portion of your recovery week? What are you doing this week? I hang out in zone two a lot in my active recovery weeks. So an ex an ex professional cyclist, an ex collegiate swimmer, uses the term bubblegum for your brain. And so if I'm in zone two or lower, then it gives me a chance to like really unwind and not have to think about the interval or not have to think about what specifically is going on other than just cruising. And mm-hmm. it's nice. Like I can throw on a podcast, or I can throw on a book and just, you know, la da da down the road or on my trainer. And the zone two is, is good both mentally and physically. It might not be a perfect recovery week, but it gets the job done for me. Okay. Then how many hours are you looking at on a typical day? You're zone tuning and zone twoing. Are you going out there two or three hours at a clip, right? Since it is so such low low stress, low impact, or are you trying to truncate that and give your body an opportunity to rest even from the zone two? It depends on what type of workout it is, right? So running tends to be a little bit shorter. Um, but we did, we did a nice hike yesterday and that was about an hour and, Mm -hmm. um, just walking, go multiple hours riding. Um, I'm a little competitive, so it's hard to stay in zone two on the road. So I don't usually let myself go more than two hours outside. Um, if there's a nice mountain bike trail, I'll get on that, but that's almost impossible to stay in zone two. So that has to be yeah. towards the end of the recovery week. Gotcha. But yeah, when Very swimming nice. was a thing, those were, I'd end up having like four or five swims in a yeah. recovery week. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Once upon a time when pools were open. So what's the word on that? Because we just got the stay at home order lifted mm-hmm. for our county. What's the word on pools? Um, the pool I've been using is changing their reservation system slightly, but they're not changing the fact that you still need a reservation, mm-hmm. which I'm good with. That's fine. Yeah. Makes sense. But it's, it's just really hard to get a reservation. I think I need to start putting calendar reminders in my phone. So they're open. It's just challenging to be able to to corral one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Not, right. Yeah. Not impossible. Just you have to be really on it to get that spot. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I mean, you were able to get a Yosemite reservation, so I feel like you. Could I was probably... really motivated for that, though. Well, you should. Like, you're not motivated to swim. I am. I am. Maybe because there's so many options. So the the pool opens reservations exactly seven days out from the reservation. Mm-hmm. And so that means that every hour on the hour, they're opening new lanes. And so I don't, it's not like Yosemite was circled on the calendar must open at this time. It's just kind of like, oh, like, oh, that's right. That's it's 705. I bet that, nope, all the lanes are taken for a week from today. Gotcha. My brain works in mysterious ways. Yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. Anything else you would have a calendar invite and an alarm set. Mm-hmm. That one, not so much. Yeah. All right. For some reason, it's like a mental block. Hmm. Speaking of reservations and Yosemite, I am really excited for this weekend. 
Yeah, this weekend's going to be pretty awesome. <laughs> so we we announced announced we mentioned last episode <laughs> announcement. Um, yeah, we we mentioned last episode that uh, superhero KJ was able to to get us a seven day pass into Yosemite. So due to um, COVID restrictions. They're only giving out day passes. Um, all the campgrounds are closed. The, I may have lied to you. One's open, but those reservations were long gone. I only learned that they were open today, though. <laughs> As I was saying, they're only allowing day passes. <clears throat> and uh, you get 500 a day. And if you get one, you get a seven-day pass to go frolic in Yosemite. So she was able to score one of those last week. Uh, so we will be leaving on Friday after work, mm -hmm. driving to Yosemite, which mm -hmm. is three and a half. It's about three and a half, four. It's like three. Three to three and a half. Okay. So weather permitting, it's supposed to be kind of a treacherous weekend. But weather permitting, a uh, three to four-hour drive to Yosemite, pick up the pass, since we can't stay in the park, we then have to, once we pick up the pass, <laughs> drive 40 minutes back somewhere to go to go find a, uh, a campsite that is hopefully open um, and then set up in the dark in the rain and sleep for a couple hours and then up and at them on Saturday morning to go explore Yosemite. Yeah. And the forecast is right now calling for one inch of rain with potential sleet mix <laughs> as the sun goes down. So it's going to be great. I'm still stoked. Me too. I'm excited. It'll be good. Yeah. Bring the rain gear. Bring rain lots gear, of coffee, hot chocolate, soup. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just do some trekking. Yeah. So this is uh, for any photography nuts who may listen to this now or in the future. Uh, this is the time of year in Yosemite for the uh, firefall, which is, what's the name of that waterfall? It's... Horsetail Falls. Horsetail Falls. Yeah. And that is... It's on the east face of El Cap. East face of El Cap. Yeah. So that is the one, if you've ever seen <clears throat> the photos of El Cap with the orange glow where it looks like there's there's fire shooting out the side of the mountain, that's, uh, that's the sunset light hitting Horsetail Falls. Mm -hmm. And... The sun is situated in just the right position starting this week for the next, I think, two weeks mm -hmm. to where that's going to be visible. Yeah. So me being a photography nut, I have all my gear ready to go. So I have uh, lots of battery packs to charge and tripods to fix because they're broken. <laughs> so I'm not all ready to go, but I will be all ready to go come, Very ready. come, come Friday. So most prepared. yeah. And we got, uh, for, uh, air pocket. For what? I have no idea. I don't know where you're going. I, I don't know either. I just, I lost it. Wow. Yeah. I just got to watch a train of thought <laughs> hit a wall. <laughs> for. <laughs> yikes. Someone painted a tunnel and just removed yeah. that train. Now it's gone. We also picked up a uh, GoPro Hero 8 Black. Yeah. Which is awesome. <laughs> um, so that's going to be making the trip also. So will the 7. <laughs> if this is this is my first GoPro. I've 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 been um I've been a photographer of sorts for many years now, but I've I've never ventured into the world of GoPro because videos have never really interested me very much until quite recently. Um if anybody has any advice as to how you can extend the life of your battery or any settings I should get out of when I'm shooting video, my battery lasts 45 minutes tops really? of video. Oh, you had mentioned that. 45 minutes of video, and I was down to like 9% battery life left That's from fully charged. So, yeah, I don't know if I was on a weird setting or if yeah, like a specific 
if you can change the, the pixelation to where it's less res and you're not using quite so much. I know the streaming um, between the two needs your battery. So you can stream the camera to your phone or an iPad. Yeah. And I know that that For a live battery. preview for a bigger screen instead of looking at the back of a Itty postage video. stamp. Yeah. yeah. So. so, yeah, if anybody has any advice, please let me know as yeah. I'm learning my way through that uh, through that device. Yeah. But, yeah, so all locked and loaded and ready for that. Hopefully no hypothermia. Hopefully no weather. I mean, it's going to weather. Weather's going to weather. <laughs> Weather's so going to weather. We'll, we'll be in some weather. Hopefully no, like, wet weather. We have chains we'll that I've never used before. It's yeah, gonna be great. We have virgin chains, which <laughs> should which should do what? <laughs> Who's who calls them virgin chains? I mean, I don't feel like that's that odd. It's so odd. We have chains that have never been used. That seems like a much more reasonable <laughs> way to put that. <laughs> and that should come in a lot of handy. When we face the one inch of rain on Saturday. So I'm pretty stoked. <laughs> pretty stoked. It should be it should be an awesome misadventure. And if nothing else, you all will probably get a tremendous laugh out of it, provided none of us uh, slip and fall off the side of a mountain or get hypothermia. Yeah. Should be laughs all the way around. I mean, hypothermia is okay. I just don't want to lose any toes. Mm. Fascinating. You're a fascinating creature. <laughs> Dying from hypothermia, like that's a risk. I don't want to lose any toes, though. No. That's that's want to be a complete package. A complete frozen package. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Don't break off one of my toes when I'm frozen either. Why would I break off I one know. of your toes? <laughs> Souvenir. Uh, big Lebowski reference here. Oh yeah, I know you haven't seen. I it. haven't seen it. I what know are you, you talking haven't seen about? It. Big Lebowski. I know. I know. Now you have to watch it. Oh God. Yeah, you're not in the club. No. You're not in the club. Paint I'm... paint your toenails green before we go. I don't want to know. <laughs> the trip to Yosemite is also my interim milestone um, on the knee recovery. So anyone that's been keeping track on Instagram, the knee is not really progressing. It's progressing. It's not really progressing as immediately as I want it to. Um, so I have not run since last Tuesday. Uh, since then, I've done two hikes of about two miles each. And outside of that, I've been staying off it. Um, I've been tempted to get on KJ's trainer. Um, but it just doesn't feel right. I when you say that, what doesn't feel right? The knee doesn't feel right on the trainer. There's something about the resistance being different and not having the weight on it and like it not being sized for me. Yeah. That it's just, it's puts pressure in a weird place on my knee because it's not, I'm not really aligned. Mm -hmm. So it just doesn't feel natural. And I'm kind of worried about any unnatural movement making everything worse. So, uh, yeah, all of that being said, I kind of <clears throat> came to grips with the fact that in order to put myself in a position to be able to run sooner, I was going to have to not run at all so i kind of circled yosemite on the calendar as my i don't know like i said interim interim milestone right so there won't be any running i don't think but i at least want to put some miles in my legs uh the two hikes that i've done have felt better there is no pain on level terrain or going uphill, but downhill, there's still um, pretty decent sensitivity on the inside of the knee. So I'm hoping that the balance of this week with resting as much as possible outside of 
whatever wear and tear I put on it at work um, puts us in a position to be able to do a pretty pretty epic hike on uh, on Saturday or Sunday. So we're looking to go. It's Taft, right? Yeah. Taft is the one we circled on the uh, on the map. So, so they just opened. What what was the name of the road they just opened? Wawona. Well, yeah. So Taft Point is usually accessible from Glacier Point Road, mm-hmm. and that's the typical hike unless you're taking four mile up and that's a that's from the valley but four mile uh trail closes Mm -hmm. in the winter glacier point road closes in the winter and so wawona which is uh highway 41 is supposedly reopening on thursday and it's open to the badger pass ski area gotcha and so it'd be from badger pass that we would go to taft point and mileage was 15 and a half 15 and a half miles. So. Which is better than the (laughs) 17.9 from Total View. Marginally. (laughs) And it cut off like what, 2,500 feet or something? Yeah, cut off 2,500 foot elevation gain. So, um, trying to remain glass half full, I think I'm going to be able to do all 15 miles of the trail to get up to Taft. I've never been there. I've been to Yosemite half a dozen times probably, but I've never been up on on that side of the rim. So I'm super excited to get up there and see what it's all about, especially with, you know, the snowfall and a new season, some thaws going on. So the waterfall should mm-hmm. be banging. So, <clears throat> yeah, I'm excited to get up there and see it and trying to be positive and thinking I'll be able to get up there. So. We will see what happens. Yeah. As far as uh, as far as recovery outside of that, um, you know, with the with the the injury having happened at rest, right? Like this wasn't this wasn't an injury that happened while I was running. I woke up from a nap, and my legs were crossed funny while I was sleeping, and and something something gave. Is pretty indicative of a use injury that has been kind of building over time. So probably since I I first started running, right? My my first run in a decade was August 9th right. of twenty twenty, right? So no running form, and I'm 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 kind of a bull in the china shop when it comes to just getting out and doing right and and letting the the chips fall where they may so yeah pretty sure it's just poor form and too many miles too soon uh just led to led to some wear and tear and so it's been it's been a mental hurdle to not bludgeon myself too much for being a a nincompoop and putting myself in the position um, and, and trying to not having come to the realization I've been doing it wrong and I have to go back and start over in many aspects. Like my, my cardiovascular fitness has improved. Like there, it wasn't a complete wash, right. But like, I have to go learn how to run. And I don't think anybody likes to say that at any age, <laughs> let alone at 33, almost 34. So I have to learn how to run and, uh, coach KJ is going to be going to be working with me on that so oh. yeah good to know. <laughs> you've been hired you've been hired good coach. To know. Good so to know. so yeah go back and and so recovery anyway has been um trying to strengthen everything around the knees right so i'm i have very long legs and i walk a lot and i always have i i've, I've always walked a lot for work uh, i was in construction management on the field supervision side for 13 years. So that was, that was constant boots on the ground to the tune of, you know, three to 12 miles a day, depending on the size of the job site. So the, the, the walking fitness has always been there, but walking fitness comes with walking muscles. So to then go to running, right. And using different muscles in different ways, the, the, the muscular, strength just wasn't there. So a lot of building up the hamstrings, building up the glutes, building up the quads, 
strengthening the calves while simultaneously trying to get some mobility and some some flexibility in those right so i'm not not trying to bulk up those areas right it's it's a strengthen and lengthen approach so yeah i've been doing doing stretches and and mobility work nightly after work which has been good i've already seen some improvements in in some flexibility and and mobility uh and then lower body strength training nothing with any kind of weight just body weight uh has been every other day and then to keep myself from going completely stir crazy without being able to run um the days i'm not doing lower body has been a upper body strength training uh, regimen so yeah just keeping busy and and trying to remain patient and not uh not let it get the best of me it's been uh there's been some real lows to it um for a lot of reasons but but there there have been some lows that i've had to to climb out of and and kj has has been tremendously patient in listening to the bitches and the complaints and the excuses and 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 helping me maintain some perspective on things so yeah next step is is yosemite and and see how many miles i can get in the legs then and then circle something else on the calendar and and try to prep for that so yeah unsure as to when i'll be running yet but hopefully it's in the not too too distant future yeah and uh and we go from there it has been really nice this week though for kj to have a a recovery week so it's it hasn't been quite so lonely around the house as uh as she goes out the door for her two to three hours and i'm like okay i guess i'll i'll use some bands then hang out here don't mind me right so it's it's been it's been super nice for you know her to be out 45 minutes and be home be able to have dinner and you know snag a nap here and there it's been it's been good so yeah it's definitely been a a mental health week for me also yeah injury recovery sucks it does suck it sucks and i mean i was a single sport athlete for a long time and like not and having to sit on a spin bike which now i do by choice but back when i was just swimming i hated it I hated it because I want. I just wanted to go swim. Yeah. Um, the benefit of multi-sport and triathlon is that if I'm injured running-wise, I can get on the bike. If I'm injured in like my knee, like I was, I can go swim. Mm-hmm. Not right now, but I could. Yeah. Right. So, <clears throat> especially especially those injuries where like you really didn't do it to yourself. And I've had. I mean, I. I empathize because I, I get it. I've I, I had three of them, right? I've had three major injuries in my athletic career, and all three of them have been not from a nap, but from <laughs> similarly frustrating Thanks, circumstances. <laughs> like the oh, first one, my, so I, I used to have a very loose shoulder capsule, so my shoulder would dislocate. Anytime I wanted to dislocate it, I could just pop it in and out of the joint. And one day I was stretching with a partner and it popped to the wrong direction. And I had to have surgery because of it. Like that was, it could have been a season ender, but I'm a little stubborn too. And I swam through it. Right. But then I had six weeks out Mm -hmm. for surgery. It wasn't a typical rotator cuff or anything like that. It was a piece of bone that I broke. (laughs) It was great. Um, and you don't want to lose a toe. I don't want to lose a toe. I already lost a piece of bone. <laughs> I need to fish it out. I'm sorry. That was a little graphic. <laughs> <laughs> fish it out. Yeah. Yikes. Arthros- ortho- arth- how do you say it? Arthros- Arthroscopic? Yeah, the one with the camera. That kind of surgery. Anyways, the second big injury, and eh, this one was a little bit more my fault, but it was a calf strain. And it was only two and a half years ago or so. But it honestly, leading up to it, felt like I just had, you know, I've always had tight calves. Always had a tight posterior chain and just like was running up the hill 
and I just thought it was going to loosen up, and then it went... That's going to be really loud. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> I hope you're awake now. Um, but yeah, and I was out for six weeks from running. Yeah. And coming back to it, literally my first run workout, quotation marks used, was a walk around the track. I walked 10 minutes and I picked the track because I knew it was flat. Yep. My second run workout, I was like, okay, I'm going to run for a minute. I made it 10 seconds into the run and it turned into a 20 minute walk. So, yeah, I totally get it. The last one was the knee when I crashed. And again, this stupid human error. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't an overuse thing. It was just a, KJ, you're a dumbass kind of thing. Yeah. So it sucks. It takes patience. It's not linear. There's so many things that people say ad nauseum and it's, and it's cause it's all true. Yeah. Like you can set whatever expectation you want, but it doesn't, your body's going to do what it's going to do. Yeah. And all you can do is set yourself up for the best success. You can't ask it to do more than it can do. So yeah, it's tough. Well, I mean, it's the injury being what the injury is. It's, it's, I have an incredibly addictive personality. So I'm incredibly sensitive to dopamine and like the drive for something, right? So like goal setting and having the marathon to work for like no sooner did i finish the 50 kilometer than i was like mm, marathon <laughs> so like <clears throat> i've been taking huge bites of the apple to circle as goals to work towards and so now having to scale that back into smaller goals you don't get the kind of hits of dopamine working towards those right so it's it's the, the thrill isn't in the achievement of the goal. It's in the working towards the goal. Mm -hmm. So I love working towards a goal to go from starting my new training regiment to get to the marathon to now being really hopeful that I can hike 15 miles in Yosemite feels like a tremendous step backwards for me. But understanding why I feel that way, the concoction of neurochemicals between the dopamine and serotonin that are that are imbalanced in my head. Um, yeah, it's 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 been a huge letdown to go from I have a 18 mile long run on the calendar in three weeks to I sure hope I can walk to the grocery store tonight without having to limp right is is frustrating and not having a timeline is frustrating but it's you know goals are important and I don't want to be so egotistical as to say that getting to the point where I can run a 5k as opposed to my marathon is not worth my time, right? Like I just want to be able to pursue things again, but having the addictive personality coming out of the two pack a day habit and the alcohol abuse and the drug abuse and everything else, I think I kind of took my fitness as the filler for that addiction, right? Like those were giving me the, the neurochemical hits that kept me going. And that's all well and good. So long as you're physically fit enough to do that. Right. So it went from eating healthy and tracking my macros to getting my workouts in and doing a body recomp. I then decided that running was something I wanted to pursue. Right. So I started running and those were giving me all the little micro doses of of the feel goods and then to have that taken away it's amazing how quickly the structure that you build up for yourself as to 
how you keep yourself positive and moving forward, how quickly all that goes away. So it's been, uh, it's been a toughie. It's been a toughie on both of us. I mean, I'm, I'm wallowing in it, but I mean, KJ, I'm fairly certain cares for me quite a bit. And so her watching me go through it hasn't been, uh, hasn't been super duper fun either, but we're getting there. Yeah. We're getting there. Yosemite's coming. Yeah. Like I said, it's been, it's been a huge, huge boon to my mental health to have extra time with her this week. So hopefully we can both use this week for some recovery. And while I don't anticipate I'll be joining her on any runs anytime soon, it will be, uh, it will be good to get back out there with you this upcoming weekend and, and put some some time in the boots, your new boots. Yeah. Can't wait boots. for the blister stories next episode. Oh. <laughs> Why would you wish that on me? I'm not wishing it. I'm just <laughs> predicting it. There's a difference. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you'll be fine. I don't know. I hope so. I hope so. Normally I wouldn't wear hiking boots. I just would wear trail running shoes. All so. that snow and rain. The snow is intimidating. Mm. <laughs> I did yes. live in snow for four years. You, no. Mm, I had to go You to schooled class. at snow. You didn't I, live in snow. There's a difference. Living in snow means shoveling your car out. Schooling at snow means it's snowing outside. Yay. I had to walk to all my courses. Oh, I'm sorry. I had to walk to the pool. Did you have to ice down your doorstep so you didn't slip and break your ass when you got yeah. home from work? Yeah. I mean, no, not from you work. Didn't. I did, too. I lived off campus two years. Ooh. And I also slept in fell on my butt multiple times <laughs> on campus because I was really good at finding black eyes. And my hair would freeze leaving the pool. <laughs> <laughs> just, you walk into the dining hall and you just have a stick of frozen hair and you're like, oh, this can break. Oh, there it goes. It'll be great. Marvelous. Yeah. You'll do great in the snow. Yeah. Snowball fun. fight. I'm going to die. No. Snowball fight versus an ex-baseball player. I'm going to die. With a destroyed elbow. I'll be throwing left-handed. You have nothing to worry about. I think I do. <laughs> I think I have a lot to worry about. <clears throat> yeah. To bring us back to a little bit more of a focused topic instead of snowball fights. <laughs> um, with goal setting for folks, this is the right time of year to be doing it, right? With... Um, supposedly the the season starting soon both triathlon running and cycling seasons those are all coming up supposedly um so far as the state of the races go like no one's an expert um iron man has already rescheduled uh oceanside which is usually one of the first races of the year in north america it's in san diego okay and so they rescheduled that to october and I was looking, I wasn't registered for it, but I was looking at what the deferral options were for athletes and the first ones are in June. Okay. So, um, I think the earlier ones are sold out. Like I know St. George is sold out already, Yeah. but I think Texas would have been an option. That's in April, but I don't think there that was wasn't even an option. Huh? Okay. Yeah. So, so far as like public racing goes, who knows what we're actually looking at for the year? Yeah. Um, I'm not quite in tune enough with the local racing scene to know what people are thinking, but I honestly don't expect anything to happen in California. Yeah. Just because it's California. It it seems the the traffic I'm seeing as I as I go through. Um. On Instagram, for example, uh, as I scroll through and I'm, I'm looking at what people are up to and what they're training for, it seems like there are a ton of people in Northern California that are training for an event. Yeah. And like imminent, like there was a, a woman I was talking to um, just today and she has a marathon this weekend. Where? I, I didn't ask. I didn't oh. know her. I didn't want to be like super intrusive, but yeah, she was like four days till the marathon. I'm super excited. Huh. Can't wait to run. I was like, wow, that's, that's Fascinating. awesome. So well, I, know I, that I, I don't know happening. that it was a, a virtual one. It seemed like it was 
organized, just yeah. like a socially distant, smaller scale. Could have been like a running club right. event, right? But <clears throat> I know, I know, in other states, that events are definitely happening. Like I know that there are gravel bike races that are going on and um, running races. I, I follow a woman on Instagram who's in Boulder, I think. And she just ran a 5k. She was super psyched about it. She's like, I didn't, can't believe I ran a 5k with a group, like in an official event. Hmm. So I don't know. Awesome. I don't know. But um, it seems like it's going to be just kind of a keep your ear to the, keep your ear to the ground. And yeah. if you hear rumblings of something that could be going off, that sounds fun, just sign up for it immediately and then hope it goes through. Yeah. I think that's the key, right? Is sign up if it sounds fun. Like, you can't keep a steady state of fitness for two years running just in case events start happening. Yes, you can. I'm going to. <laughs> are you? <laughs> One day. I, I don't know hike. when the two years I are going to start. I can make to the grocery store, I swear. <laughs> I don't know when the two years is going to start, but it's going to happen. No, I think, I think having fun is the key there, right? Like how it's been, I mean, I race because I enjoy it. I race because it's fun. I don't know if everybody races for that reason, but I, that's what I do, right? It is a good time. Like, if anything, like being able to race the first time since March, 2020, like it's, a good, it's an opportunity for people to have fun for the first time in a long time. Yeah. But there's a race that I sure hope goes off. I'm not signed up for it. You're not signed up for it takes a lottery to get into and after oh i think several years of trying one of our friends got into it yep i'm talking about the london marathon uh-huh. which is very like that's fall this year right yeah october yeah so that's not its normal time frame i don't think but I don't know. October sounds really chilly in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> sounds, but, sounds a little brisk, but yeah. So, um, Kelly, if and when you listen to this, super stoked for you. We're so excited. It's, it's yeah, that's badass. And wish we could be there in person to cheer you on, but we'll definitely be there in any capacity we can be throughout the whole throughout the whole experience. Yeah. So, maybe international travel will be a thing again. Uh, it very well could be. In which case, more cowbell. <laughs> but yeah, su- super stoked for you, and and yeah, excited. Get after it. I hope. I hope training when it starts. I hope it starts and goes very well. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, um, I think in closing this episode, I just wanted to say thank you again um to everyone out there obviously who listens to this or you're not receiving the thank you (laughs) but who listens to this but also participates uh, and interacts with us on on instagram um so many so many connections made just even even since last episode um with both of us on on our independent pages and and on the the podcast page, um, just a ton of support and a ton of community. I think, um, yeah, it's it's super cool to have people from across the globe reach out and send you words of encouragement, right? Like me posting things about my rehab and and my injury and having people, you know, tell me to to stick with it, hang in there, like great progress. Um. Or, you know, messaging us about how much they enjoyed the podcast. It's all it's all super duper awesome. So, to anybody listening to this, thank you so much for um, participating in this way with us and and listening to us talk about training. Yes, and and endurance sports. Yes, but just you know, life in in twenty twenty one, and it's. We all have to find new ways, I think, of connecting. And if anyone understands that, I think it's people who race. I'm I'm brand new to this, right? I'm I'm the noob of this dynamic duo. Uh, so I don't 
know any racing other than COVID racing. Right. Right? Like the only races I've ever watched, everyone's in masks and you're doing like <laughs> staggered starts and everyone's That's very true. like nobody go near anybody else. Right. And there's no fans, there's no crowds, there's no nothing. So right. So that's my only experience with it and quite frankly when i first started watching i was like why the hell does anyone want to do this you just go what why <laughs> so like that's why i ran my backyard marathon or backyard ultra all by myself because like it just seemed like that's how everybody does it right like this is what it is um but listening to kj stories and and listening to people's stories and seeing, you know, your throwback Thursday posts of, of your experiences. <clears throat> it really is something that I'm very hopeful I get to experience in the near future. Um, certainly come, come May 1st with, with KJ's St. George adventure. Um, but yeah, sen sense of community. It's been a great platform to, to meet new people and talk to new people and be introduced to the sport in the times that we're in. And I think it's been, you know, I don't want to speak for you, but I think it's, it's a good outlet for KJ to still have some semblance of connection. So it's not just hours and hours of training with like yeah. a faint hope of something, right? Like seeing other people still getting after it and still training and trying yeah. to stay positive through it. It's, it's inspiring and yeah. it's fun. And, and, I mean, it's not it's not racing where you get to see people and those kind of accomplishments, but you still get to to share in people's accomplishments. Like, I got out and I swam in the bay in February. Not me. <laughs> certainly not. No, <laughs> certainly frozen not toes. Me. Frozen toes. <laughs> but folks that go out and they they're so they're so psyched to be out there swimming in the bay. I'm like, you're crazy, but like that's inspiring. Good on you. Yeah. Um, and resounding endorsement from you for community for someone who really doesn't like people very much. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm an extreme I'm, I'm an extreme community. extreme introvert. I don't I don't like hardly anybody in person, but that's coming from someone that was married to their job and so their only interactions were like business professionals, right? So I've never really participated in humanity in the way <laughs> in the way that endurance sports and racing like enables you to, it was never an avenue for me growing up. Yeah. I, I played team sports and then I started working when I was 19 and that was it. Yeah. So like there was never a sense of camaraderie or support, right? It was very um, competitive and rivalrous. So it's, it's super duper cool to experience and, and learn about and, I'm loving every second of it. So all of that said, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for all of the support. And yeah, I hope everybody has a fantastic weekend. Long weekend if you're in the U.S., hopefully. Stay warm. Yeah. And hopefully we're around to record episode five next week. We didn't fall off the rim of Yosemite. Thanks, everybody. Stay safe. Be good. Have a great weekend. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's <laughs> Day. I forgot. <laughs> Shocking. You don't care about it. You said, I don't. You I don't. You said, I don't. You said you don't care about it, so I forgot about it. That's how that works, right? Yeah. I'm in trouble. No, you're not. I won't be around for episode five. KJ will be. <laughs> everybody take care.